0: Hello, guys. You're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi, guys, fellow warriors, strivers, thrivers and achievers of the strongest people I know. And before we get started on the video today, I'd like to ask anybody that would be prepared to volunteer that's been in a long term uh, romantic relationship with a narcissist and is either still in it or has escaped, who would be prepared to be interviewed. Now uh, without, you know, you don't have to give your name, your location, and you could just do a voice interview if you'd be interested. It would be very valuable. For others to hear what what it looks like to have a long-term relationship with a narcissist. For people who wonder, well, how is a narcissist able to sustain a long-term relationship? And what would it have been like if I had not, say, set my boundaries and stayed with a narcissist? What kind of experience could I have expected? So if there's anyone out there who is healed enough or willing enough or brave enough to share For the benefit of our community, their experience of a long term romantic involvement with a narcissist, please email me at narcscon at gmail.com. That's, I leave it in in the description, it's N A R C S C O N, narcscon at gmail.com. So just to put it out there, thank you very much. Okay, the last video we did, guys, was about um, the fact that the narcissists in my Humble opinion, always Hoover. Um, Invariably, I mean, a lot of time might pass, a short time might pass, but in my opinion, they always in some way come back to either check on you or to get back with you. So there are scenarios where they're less likely to Hoover. And if I could just put a little um, addendum in there, if that's the right word, in my opinion, again, At some stage in your life they always will come back at some stage but scenarios where they may not come back i'd like to cover now or maybe less likely to come back would be the correct wording so in any situation in any stream of life if you want to find out an answer to a question that's related to a person I find it useful to look at a person's motivation. And if you can understand a person's motivation, you can often answer the question to a certain extent. So there are various degrees of people who have narcissistic personality disorder or narcissistic personality style. Some of them are very very kind of lower grade, um, obvious, crude. Others are more passive aggressive. Others are very intelligent, but there's very, very few. And I am quoting HG Tudor's knowledge on this here. There are very, very few who are actually self-aware narcissists. So what I generally cover when I'm doing videos on narcissism is your commoner gardener narcissist. So for the purposes of this video, I would like to cover your everyday narcissist. sounds like your everyday gardener or something, doesn't it? But anyway, your everyday normal narcissist. So narcissists, um, they suffer from a narcissistic personality disorder, but the disorder itself is very ordered in that, as we've discovered here on these channels, They all do the same thing, just with slight variations. They go through the same cycles. They're very predictable, which they actually hate to be narcissists. If you said to them, they're boring, predictable, ordinary, average, everyday, commoner garden people. That is like smacking a narcissist in the face with a dead fish 20 times. Or worse. (laughs) so um just to add a bit of humor into this awful awful thing we go through with them so guys if we look at the motivation a narcissist's motivation for coming back is that they've invested a lot of time in you they know you very well and if you have anything to offer them they will not want that to go to somebody else they'll want it to be still there waiting for them in case they need it as a backup as a first position backup as a fifth position backup you know what they say on a lot of the channels the narcissists want want you in their harem whether it's a mr narcissist or a mrs narcissist they all run these um groups that they like to keep um they like to chair they like to be in charge of and they like to know that when they're going out taking these big risks and making these crazy decisions where they jump onto a new supply who they think is going to be the answer to all their problems, they like to know that they have a soft landing. If all comes a cropper and that person is not good, it won't be anything to do with them. Of course, we, we know that, but, um, they want a soft landing. So they want a nice groupy harem there waiting for them. So I, I digress. So the motivation of the narcissist is themselves and their needs. So if you have been a good supplier of their needs, if they think that they could harbour with you for a while, even as a stepping stone before their next biggie movie star, movie time relationship um, and you will you know you look after them you cook their meals uh you provide them with a nice place to stay or any place to stay if they're without accommodation at the moment um so yeah you know their motivation is their situation at and at any given time so when things go a cropper for them as they invariably always do because of their risky um ill-judged jumps to other people. There's a few criteria and here we go eventually. Let's get to it. So they're sitting there and they're thinking about their situation and they're looking at their options. And options are people. So their options are possibly a new supply, you know, in the offing or jumping on Tinder or Grinder or whatever inder you want to go on to to engage a new source of servitude to you. I've been very sarcastic in this video. Mm. This is a new vein. Anyway, I want to look at it like that because it is like that, in my opinion. Um, So, yeah, so while they're doing that on the one hand, they're also looking at what they've left behind and what they have in storage. And is it time to take anyone out of storage? To either, you know, if they have enough potential to have to go right back into the relationship with them and, you know, if that's their very best option at the time. Yeah. Or to just kind of do a stopover or to do a one night stand Whatever their motivation is, it'll be to do with their situation at any given time. So what looks less attractive to them when they're weighing up, they're sitting back there and they're going, "Hmm, let's have a look at this little group that I have gathered in my lifetime that are all sitting on various stools, possibly waiting for me. So they'll do a lot of tester hoovers, maybe send the same text out to three or four different options and see what comes back. Now, they also have to do a bit of um, information gathering on each of their possible return return to candidates. If the candidate is married to somebody else or in a long-term relationship to somebody else, this is a deterrent Now, I do use the word deterrent. It's not a full stop. um, Oh, no, no, I can't go there. Because remember, they're not thinking about, you know, how it would destroy you in your situation and I I can't go there because that would be a terrible thing to do. They're not thinking about that at all. They're actually thinking. They don't like the fact that you're with someone else at all, and how could you possibly replace them and what kind of a, a asshole are you with? Um, now. So that doesn't matter to them. What matters is the effort they would have to go to to get you released from that situation, the risk they might be taking to it not working out and their defence mechanism taking a big dent and the time and energy it would take. So they're looking at, they're assessing whether it's worth Investing their time and energy in that situation for what kind of outcome? What, what would be the plus gain out of that? So they'll weigh you up if you're married with somebody else, with some, with someone else who's sitting on, say, chair two in the harem group. And if the other person isn't, then they will, they'll be more in a, in a more favorable position for the hoover and re-engagement in, in the relationship, in, in their romantic relationship potential possibility possibility candidate so the other thing they look at is if you're sick that's a big no 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 unless you're going to recover fairly quickly if it's if it's a serious illness well that would not be a viable option for them at all because they're not going to go back and care for you unless you're going to pop off as I said in another video and they could do a quickie marriage and maybe get some of your you know convince you to leave them whatever you need to leave them in the will, or if they were married to you, they'd get it. So if you're sick and you're in need of a lot of care and it's looking like it'd go on for a year or two and it's looking like um, it wouldn't be a, you know, it wouldn't be a viable option in relation to what they would get out of it. Remember, it's what they would get out of it going back to you. So sick or destitute, destitute, they're destitute. So another destitute person's not going to be of any value there. So we'll, crisscross that one out immediately. If you live too far away and if say if everything if their supply situation like their family, their children, their friends are in a certain area and they'd have to take a risk like moving to a totally different country where they knew no one unless unless their circumstance is that they need to escape a situation where they've been exposed and their family and friends, um, are looking at them less favourably and they're not giving them the, them the supply that they need. Then if you lived in a different country and they wanted a fresh start, you would be A1 supply. If you, if you showed willing and looked like, um, you were going to, you could be won over and were going to be co- cooperative and wanted them back, you'd left the door open for them to come back. So you can see, in the on the one hand, you living in a different country would be, would be them giving up their, say, fifty percent supply that they were working on at the moment that they kind of had coming in at the moment, and it would mean that they'd be taking a great risk onto a new place and leaving that that kind of maintaining supply behind. So again, depending on their situation, again. You know, if you are in a different country and you're not sure that your ex was a narcissist and they do come back to you and they say they would like to start again, do a bit of digging about their situation where they are at this point in time and try and find out as much information as to how their situation is going and why they might want a new start in in a new place. Is it the place that's attractive or is it you that's attractive? It's an interesting one, but this is one of the criteria that a narcissist may or may not hoover. It could be a deterrent or it could be a draw, you living far away from them. A biggie, a biggie one that they don't want to come back to you or they're afraid to come back to you is if your family and friends are very supportive of you and they have seen what a narcissist has done to you and they're very, very anti this person, and maybe even one or two of them have threatened this person that if they're ever to darken your door again, that they would suffer severe consequences. Narcissists, particularly particularly the passive aggressive kind of cowardly ones, uh, not the crude ones like that oh, I can deal with anything, you know, those I'll get rid of those, you know, creeps or I'll put them in their place or they have me to deal with if I come back to you. You know, it's about us. It's not about them. But if you have the kind of more cowardly ones, that's going to be a big deterrent for them. They will let a lot of time pass before they put their their tender, tender little tootsies in near you because they'll be very, very... It's a big risk for them. The exposure of that is a big risk for them. Their image is very important to them as being a really nice, kind, good, loving person. So if they thought they were going to go into, what for them would be a kind of viper's nest of people who knew exactly what they were and what they were capable of and were going to fight against them in union, in a union, uh, they would be very reluctant to dip their toes back into that particular uh, pool. So it's a really good protection if you do have a strong family support and strong friend support. Um, The narcissist is unlikely for quite some time. Time again, they can reframe everything in time. And if a number of years have passed, they, they can do a good few tests on you to see if... The family indignation has died down. And if you are suffering, missing them and would still welcome them back with open arms and perhaps stand against the family in their defense and would make sure that the fa- your family and friends, you know, behaved themselves. And if you reframed things for the family and friends and said it was your fault that the narcissist had left. So they'd want you to do that to make sure that the situation was going to be of no risk to them coming back. And they'd come back as the glorified hero, hero, the wronged person, the victim in the situation who was coming back to rescue you and do good. So. And the last thing I would say is what would make it really uncomfortable for a narcissist to hoover and come back again is kind of it goes on what I said in the last um, instance, if they were very exposed in an area and there wasn't really much hope of them without doing a hell of a lot of work to change people's minds, if they'd been exposed in a community, you know, why put themselves through, through that hassle and why why compromise their false mask to the extent that it could take so many cracks and dents when all they have to do effectively is go off to a new community and present as this really, you know, gorgeous, maybe communal charity working um nice person where they can start all over again and you know, have a great number of years before anyone is on to them, maybe. So exposure. Your family um, threatening their safety in some way. Um, it would be too much of a risk for them to come back. You live too far away would be a deterrent. Or again, we've covered that it could be a draw. And you being with somebody else is a deterrent, but not a full stop Again, an awful thing they do in this situation is if they're bored and looking for a bit of attention and you're in a relationship with someone else, they can interfere in that relationship as a kind of Maria friend and they can be in contact with you a lot or try and regain contact and control and put set you against the partner that you're with at the time and just enjoy seeing your relationship break up But then deciding that that after you've broken the relationship up, they actually don't want you, that they've also been working on someone else in the background and that someone else looks preferable. But it's kind of like, well, they've broken your relationship up. Well, it was your fault. You You broke the relationship up yourself. I mean, obviously, that person mustn't have been for you. So then it kind of places you back in the harem again anyway. So it's a win-win situation for them. So guys, they're the reasons that I can come up with that it would be less favorable for a narcissist to hoover, but not a full stop. If you like this information, please consider subscribing, get our information out, do what you can today to take a blow against the narcissists, hit the like button, comment, share how you feel about narcissism, do whatever you can, not just on this channel, but on all channels to do your... To, to take a, a blow for anti-narcissist awareness on YouTube and in the world in general. Guys, have a great day. I'm going to come back to you very soon. have so many more videos lined up that I'd like to do. And again, please consider if you have been in the long-term relationship and you do think you can talk knowledgeably about it that would would really help other people Um answer their questions about a long-term romantic relationship with a narcissist, please consider getting in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, guys. I'll see you again soon. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty-nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today.